Actually, something happened here, folks. I had this pasted in earlier, and we need to do this right. <coughs> scratch that. Scratch that. Now let's begin the show. Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. sense. Whoa, it's us. We're in a lot of trouble. In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. Mm-hmm. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Now we can go to the grown and sexy music. Sorry, I'm just a stickler for routine, folks. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me this evening, we have Mr. Seth Spotlow. How are you, sir? Good, man. How are you? I'm feeling good. Are you still a... It was a Nazi! It was a Nazi man! No. No? No. I thought with all the tattoos... It's It's a front... Like, I'm pretty square, actually, so anytime I see somebody with tattoos, I'm like, it could be a skinhead. <laughs> anyway, uh, and also here is Southern Wood. Some of you might know him as 84. Some of you, if you really know where he's from, might know him as Clay the Hammer. Sharp. There you go. How you doing? doing good. How are you doing, my friend? I've been working on my announcer voice. Getting better. I held that pretty long. Need to get Seth to do it, though. He's got that voice of silk. He's got those deep tones. People Mm. think I've got a porno voice. Man. Listen to him. (laughs) Especially with this music going. He's got the very white. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some numbers to read. Yeah. Okay. Well, here, I want to begin this way, folks. I'm feeling grown and sexy tonight because I've been working hard in the gym, at home. Like, I've been hitting my training, like physical training regimen hard. Still doing yoga stuff, the DDPY program, stretching and body weight stuff. Uh, still doing a lot of, like, weight lifting. Now doing, like, what's technical, the fancy word for it's plyometric. It's really like the stuff you did in football and basketball, like footwork, a bunch of jumping and, you know, moving laterally and, and whatnot. And the workout on Tuesday was mostly that. It was deceptively tough. Like, I was tired, but the net today, I am sore as hell. Like, the bottom of my feet and my calves and my butt, uh, my glutes. Like, I'm just sore, but I feel good about it. And I'm not only bringing up Express Fitness 24-7 because they're a sponsor. And you should go buy Express Fitness 24-7, in particular the location on Zelda Road, folks. Check out the website, expressfitness24.com, expressfitness, the number 24.com. And, you know, it's in the name, 24-7 access. You get an access key, month-to-month payments, state-of-the-art equipment. It's usually not crowded at all, so you can, you know, make it work and get machines you want. And every, when it is crowded, it is occasionally when I show up, uh, people are very courteous. I've not yet met a member who was rude, but he's very encouraging. So stop by, check out Express Fitness 24-7, and tell Alex that Joey from the radio sent you. But you the have reason- the number? No, there are so many different locations. Check out the website. Okay. We'll do a number someday. I know how you like to say numbers. Okay. Thanks. You want to use that porno voice to, yeah. to really sell it. I know. I know that really gets to people. But the reason I'm bringing this up beyond just the fact that they're a great gym, you should go check them out if you're looking for a gym, is this idea I found 
It's a CNBC article about this company called Peloton. You know this company? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See the commercials all the time. Yeah, it's real fancy. Essentially, like it's a like a bike or a treadmill or whatever, and you have these programs, these classes that will like talk to you. It's this fancy screen. I mean, state of the art treadmill and cycling, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty cool. It's a bit steep. I think one of these. You know, like bikes or treadmills, like twenty two hundred dollars. It's got a screen on it. Right, bike and yeah, and they have technology. All these classes that come with the equipment. So you're, I don't know if you're paying month to month or not. But CNBC number one in this article is knocking them for only appealing to the wealthy. Oh come on, it's a. $2,500 $2,500 yeah, bike. I'll read directly from the article so you can get the gist of it. But Peloton suffers from the same deficiency that plagues other digital health products and services like activity trackers, personal training apps, and fitness classes. It's not actually moving the needle when it comes to the country's health. Is that their job to move the needle as far as the country's health is or and is it to make a product that someone is willing to give you twenty two hundred dollars for right. in order to take home and use well and also this is they go to on hang their clothes on in the bedroom it's a lazy <laughs> use of stats they say more than one in three americans are considered obese which adds up to at least 147 billion dollars in cost a year to the overburdened health care system blah 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 they get into type 2 diabetes heart disease blah 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 the cost of the peloton bike is twenty two hundred dollars Blah, 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 yada, yada. Okay, what's the context of those stats? When did one in three Americans become considered obese? When the government set out standards for what obesity is, for one. For one, but what's the trend, CNBC? Could you tell me, like, are we getting fatter? Or a little better when we identify that Americans are so fat? Are they now getting skinnier? I'm feeling skinny, Tony. Like, are they getting skinnier? <laughs> like, y'all love heavyweights, by the way. By the way, every time I'm like in the weight room and it's like a li- like a deadlift at 225, which isn't a crazy amount for deadlift, but it's a lot for me. And even if you do like 185, the first one's always like, Ugh! and I always in my head I think of Ben Stiller as uh, what is it, uh, Tony Perkis. I think is his name. He takes over this camp and a fat camp in heavyweights. He's actually making the kids work, and he goes on a jog with them. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the jog, he just in the in the woods, he goes over to this log and picks it up. And he says this, and this is what goes through my head every time I'm trying to pick up something heavy. Come here, you devil log. He puts it on his back and starts running up the hill. And it's just one of my favorite movies. Like he gets one of the kids get on the scale. He's filming it, trying to sell his fitness product. The kid gets on the scale. Get off the scale. <laughs> Before he even tells him this <laughs> Love that movie. Here's the thing. I don't know the context based on what CNBC gave me and how fat Americans were, have become, how they're working on the problem. I know, though, in my own life and other people that have used products like the DDPY program I'm using, amazing stories for people. They don't always end up looking like models, underwear models, but they lose a lot of weight. And in particular with a program like his, the point isn't to lose like a bunch of weight. A lot of people do. It's to be feeling healthy, functional, right. like you don't have crazy pains in your back. Like his program, DDPs, is designed. He just he's working, for instance, with NFL alumni 
who are essentially have these broken bodies, and he's giving away his program for free to them. And it's been an incredible success for me. Like, I feel so much better than when I started that program two years ago. When I joined this gym, I'm seeing all sorts of gains. Like, endurance-wise, look better in the mirror, all these sorts of things. But it's a you problem. Like, how is it to the fitness companies that send, like, all these apps out there? There's all sorts of stuff that you can use now that you pull up a program on your phone and you follow the program. You can cast it to your TV and you just do what the person on the screen says. And you don't need a $2,200 piece of equipment to do it, like Peloton. Like the DDPY stuff is what, $40 for three months? It's cheap. Very cheap. And you need a yoga mat. That's it. Like, and you can really get a great workout. Gyms are cheap. Some are more than others, but don't forget the yoga pants. You don't we, need Seth, you don't need yoga You and pants. I, we know That's your for a fact uh-huh. that Joey wears yoga pants. Oh, no, 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 he plays no, that no. thing all the time about sometimes men. No, I wear stretchy, stretchy pants. I'm wearing stretchy, stretchy jeans. I got some new stretchy jeans. I like my stretchy pants. Jeans. If those were spandex, they'd be yoga pants. But I don't wear yoga pants. They're you just spandex. They're just I can guarantee. No, I'm usually alone in my room when I do yoga. So I'm usually wearing like compression shorts. Yoga pants. No, Yo- no. Yoga jorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yoga jorts. No, you, you remember, I sent you some. <laughs> they now one. have stretchy jorts. <laughs> that, re- that really grip, brother, brother. They're on the way. So. <laughs> I got a package from Amazon today. I'm so hoping that's what it is when I get home tonight. Uh, but I, I don't think I'm making clear here. They're blaming Peloton and other fitness fads and apps and good programs for the fact that Americans are obese when these right. programs are clearly the remedy for a lot of people when, the, when it comes to their obesity. Some people are going to be fat. I, I'm not looking down. Like not Every fat person I see, I don't go, oh, you're just lazy. There's some people who have issues. Like Sure. It depends on your biology. A very small percentage of them. That's true. A lot of it's exercise. A lot of it's diet. And so I'm going to scroll down. They get off Peloton, and they're just talking generally. And this is from, who is this genius? Steve Downs. Well, that's a pretty normal name. If you are not this Steve Downs I'm talking about, I apologize. But what nonsense. And this is an example of what I've been railing against and coming to just disdain in our current society. Is that we blame everything. Society. The society we've built has made it so oppressive and difficult for people to do X, Y, Z. Right. In this case, from Steve Downs, the chief technology and strategy officer for the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Whoa! I say you just made that up. If only, <laughs> if only it was the Richard Wood Johnson Foundation. <laughs> Doctor. Yeah. Um, he had this to say. Quote. We've inadvertently designed a society where it's hard to be healthy. So no. many of the solutions aren't available to most people. You what, mean what, like get up and walk around. around? You mean like quit shoving food in your face all day long? Right. Get, get off up. the soft drinks? Yeah. No, I mean nobody's pouring that stuff down your throat. Nobody's shoving food in your face. Nobody's what? making you lay on your and I'll let rear end on the couch all day. Tiny. Get up and walk outside. And I'll use myself as an example. My current environment is not conducive 
No. To being healthy. Amen. I should because I sit on my butt for seven hours a day. And right. people are constantly listeners, people at work here. Hey, Joey, do you want this Mrs. Freshly's chocolate <laughs> cupcake? Hey, Joey, how about some cookies? Hey, Joey, how about some delicious Blue Bell ice cream? Hey, Joey, you got three chins. Right here. <laughs> have some cake. Because this working on the second one before he right. started getting in shape. Exactly. I realized, and it wasn't just how I looked. It was like I felt bad at 29. And it's a... Initially, a really difficult thing to get into, but once you build the habit, you can grow and build on it. But where I work in my life here in Alabama, the environment, if I was going to blame it on the environment, that's just, when I look at what he said now, an excuse. Yes. Nobody makes you go eat fattening, terrible food, and right. nobody makes you sit on your butt. You can eat Brussels sprouts instead of French fries. Right. Mm. And also, like, you can eat, just go eat steak like cheap beef, chicken, fish. Actually, a good rule that made me start losing weight very quickly was don't go eat fast food. Go buy something at the grocery store that you have to make. Not like something you just pop in the microwave, but something you right. actually have to make. Raw food yes. and cook it. Right. Meat, a bag of rice, and a vegetable. Right. There that you is go. crazy healthy. And I've lived off that for a long time. Yeah. And it's great. And you can't always eat filet mignon or whatever, but you can eat some chicken. Chicken yeah. thighs. Chicken breasts. You, you can get, get fancy? Throw it on the grill. A little bit of salmon. Or if salmon's Ooh. too expensive, tilapia. I don't know. Like, there's all sorts of options out there. Salmon's easy, man. A bag. Maybe oil. it has been a long day. All these grocery stores have these pre-made meals that you just throw in the oven. <clears throat> and they're still fresh. They made it that day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where folks are coming from. And it's just a symptom of society. It's made it so difficult for me to solve my problem. No, you know who's making it difficult? You are. It's like you're making that, it difficult for you to solve your problem. People that blame everything on anxiety. Yeah. Okay. It's like I understand kind and, of. But we've real, all got it. Right. Get and over it. some people have more anxiety than others. Some people are more prone to being lazy than others. Yes, you can work in an environment where nobody is encouraging you to be healthy and there's no reinforcement. You have to do it all yourself. And it's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm, right. not, I'm not saying if you want to sit on the couch all day, stuff your face, and enjoy getting fat, I'm not judging you. Well, it's you, your life and your body. Right. It's, it's simple, but it's hard. When you right. overcome that, 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 make it easy. Consistency simple. over time. Eat 1,500 calories a day. That's, that's simple. Yeah. And you'll maintain weight. Well, you'll hell, be fine. 2,000 is probably 2,000, you'll maintain weight. Most people. Yeah. When you're surrounded by people shoving all that stuff in your face and then you don't do it, the reward from that is great because you did it all by yourself. Yeah. You're losing weight and you're like, aha, I stuck it to the man. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you really want to get that, really how you feel? Yeah, yeah let's, let's you know, turn, like, this, let's turn you, this mindset around. Have, have you ever been big? No. You always been always been like this. Okay, I, I've always I just work hard, sweat a lot. Well, and see that's that's where like Seth and I, the type worked. work that we yeah. do, it gives us an advantage because you have to walk, you have to climb ladders and walk up and down mm -hmm. stairs, sure. and you sweat. do sweat a lot, and you you end up drinking a lot of water. Mm -hmm. Get off the freaking cokes, people! Right, yeah. but the government shouldn't tell you, nope, you can't buy a thirty-two ounce soda anymore. Oh. You can only have a sixteen ounce soda. Well, and also the government is helping the companies that make a lot of the fast food and junk food, and they're subsidizing them. Why is there a high fructose corn syrup in everything? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, the, a big reason for that it's is easy and there's it tastes a, good. There's, yeah. Well, there, and there's also a subsidy for it that keeps it really, really cheap. Well, and, and it's, it's like, like a byproduct of something we already do. Yes, and it's like you know why is there so much high blood pressure now? Is because the easiest way to make food taste good throw some salt on it. Salt, you know, salt and fat, baby, and, and salt, fat, sugar. Mm-hmm. It's good. Look, I'm not. I had ice cream earlier today. I had some chips from the vending machine earlier today. But I also am planning on doing a workout when I get home for 25 minutes. If you look like, at some I mean, high fructose corn syrup, but like before they put it in your food, it is disgusting looking. It's like right, the nastiest, yeah. blackest corn syrup. Yeah, you see the component seen. parts. Yeah. Oh man, it's terrible. It's just I. I was dumbfounded whenever because I've looked into Peloton a little bit. It's not something I'm ever gonna buy. Too expensive. I think it's ridiculous that you would spend over two thousand dollars on a piece of exercise equipment when you can go get a gym membership for forty bucks and you have all the equipment you need. And if you just get off your butt and go do it, you know, at the gym or just body weight stuff. There's so many options out. Buy a couple kettlebells or a barbell or something. You can do a lot. And so I just I can't stand this mentality of little old me. I can't do because of the government and the corporations getting in my way. Well, sometimes that's true. But what are you going to do about it? That's that's the victim mentality, though. That's been I mean, it's been drilled into us a lot of people for I mean for for years, and mostly through the school system. And and I know I joke about it, but I mean with you know participation trophies. Mm-hmm. You know we don't want little Seth to feel bad. We don't want to damage his self-esteem. So little Seth is five foot two and weighs two hundred and seventy-three pounds, and is trying to play baseball. Can we call him little Seth? If it, that's his actual stats, little Seth learns that he doesn't have to earn anything. That's it right. It will just be given to him. And then when he gets older, he's expecting things when you shouldn't expect anything from or, anybody. And you also, go out and earn it. maybe little Seth is wise to the idea that he didn't earn it and he doesn't appreciate it. That's another uh, yeah, thing. And you get used to not appreciating the things that are just given to you, but you take them because they're given to you anyway. And, and that's and you to turn down a gift. And, dude, man, I mean, that runs down through society so bad. It's, it's uh, it, you know, with, with rental property and especially, I mean, you think about if somebody is, you're living in a rental and you don't have to deal with, with anything, the government's paying for your, your rent. They're paying for your power bill, or at least subsidizing it extremely heavily. Well, why? Why are you going to take pride? I mean, unless it's within you, it's completely different from I bought this house, or I'm paying the rent I on it. This. I want to live in something nice. I can't just once it's completely destroyed. I can't just call up and say, "Hey, Section Eight, I'm moving. I need somewhere else to live." Mm-hmm. You know, you learn to take care of things. That's one reason my children. I make them buy their vehicles. Right. Dude, they're washed. They keep. They take care of them. And because it's money out of their pocket that they earn, and when they're through paying for them, that's their vehicle. You take and do it as you... Whatever you want to do with it. Right. People don't remember the basic on blaming somebody. When you point your finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at you. Hmm. You remember that? You're old school. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's where everybody's responsible, but nobody individually is. And it, of course, society is oppressive. It always has been. Like, because it's something foreign to you. 
it, to you as an individual. There's a bunch of people out there, and you're born into this world with a culture and all sorts of different norms. You have to learn it. And there's going to be times in your life, if not all the time, where you're like, I don't completely agree with this. I wish I didn't have to give into this you know, norm, this peer pressure, where the crowd's going. So it's always a little annoying and something you have to deal with. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. That's right. To deal with it. It's not they or them, it's you. And and somehow we find refuge, it's a sad form of refuge, in like, no, we'll just go with the herd. Or blame something outside of me without ever looking in the mirror. And I think the first step you have to take in any big change in life is... You know, it's on me. I did the wrong thing here. Now, people can also, I've been on this side of the fence, you get too big into punching yourself, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, you get That's you not healthy either. in your, your flaws and your self-pity. Um, I've, I've definitely been there. And you don't do anything about it. it. The key, I think, is action. And so blaming Peloton for the fact that poor people are fat is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's up there with saying that Airbnb and Uber, I know I've been talking about this the last three days, it's just so dumb, saying that Airbnb and Uber regulating their platforms with rating systems is the same thing as China's totalitarian communist party controlling their population with a credit system. <laughs> well, it is. Obviously, it is. I mean, they're going to come, come take your firstborn, you know, if you leave Uber a napkin. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, one star you leave a napkin in the back born. seat, it's like, that's it. <laughs> one child for you. We're taking the rest of them. If you have a baby in the backseat of this Uber, it's mine. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I, I, I don't know. I, I've got to change the subject, though, before I go completely nuts. And this is something out of my nightmares. I've described to y'all the reoccurring dream I had in childhood where all the alligators in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I'd get eaten a lot. Not in a good way. You were having trouble holding those alligators, down. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> See, you didn't know. Woo! You didn't know subconsciously. That's why you love Rick. Here's Blair. what he's talking about, folks. You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing kiss stealing woo, wheeling dealing limousine riding jet flying son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. That's I was having a hard that's, time. That's a clip from Joey's dream. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that now, folks. Now, this is out of Augusta, Georgia. A group of Richmond County Sheriff's deputies were aided in wrangling a gator. The alligator, the species. Not one of those, like, stupid little four-wheeled, you know, like we used to have at the football field, the lug-around equipment. No, an actual yeah. alligator. Not, not a Florida fan. Right. This is in Georgia now. Right, this is in Georgia. A gator weighing over 300 pounds by two Augusta men Monday. They're wrangling this thing. And the, the picture of it, when it, it's now hung up, that is a fat gator. And it's just freaking me out. And I'm in, I, I've brought this up before. But at a certain point, we have to say, are we on team people or not? Like, yes, alligators are once an endangered species. Not anymore. Not anymore. They're now... I just listen. We record an interview early. By the way, listen on Saturday mornings. The Land Show. That's a really good show. They're also actually. on Spotify. I give them a free plug. No, I've, I've I've listened to it off and on. Yeah, the Land Show's great. Truck. Dave and Johnny are great guys. Uh, I work with them every Wednesday morning. People, and people say they like 
when like I'm on the radio, like country folks says, yeah. I, you sound like me. You know, you got the same accent. Look, like you need years. to listen to this show. <laughs> They're a lot more polished, but you can tell these are some country boys. Oh, yeah. I got to get Johnny up here. Uh, Dave's usually busy, but I'll try to get Johnny up here one night on the That'd be a good show. Radio hour. He's great. Uh, great guy. They, they buy and sell a lot of land, but they have on a lot of people who work in the outdoors. And I can't remember the guy's name. Maybe Chris Nix. Uh, it's a preview this Saturday. He deals with the alligator program for uh, wildlife and freshwater fisheries for the state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. So it, they're no longer endangered. They are, I, I can't remember the technical Maybe term. Maybe protected? Uh, prote- or, well, they're definitely protected, protected, but they're they're still under duress or something like that. You, it's okay. not endangered, but it could go back to endangered. During season, careful. you can sign up and uh, pay a fee. And cross your fingers, and you might yeah. You go in the you get in the lottery, and and you might get a couple tags. You get a tag or two, right? Well, no, I think you get one tag in Alabama. Yeah, but it's a lottery system. Apparently, they did have uh, a tag to kill this gator. After two hours of pulling, they were able to capture the gator and take it to officials to be processed. It was ten feet long, six inches, ten feet six inches long, and weighed three hundred and sixty pounds. Nuts. That is, I'm telling you what. You got that's a picture some, of it? Yeah. That's yeah. some good meat, too, brother. I've never had. Man, I'm telling you now. It, oh, fresh gator meat? G- generally, you get, like, gator tail or mm-hmm. something like that. This, But if oh, the man. gators have a back strap, just like a, you oh, know, like any, any animal. Okay. But they take the back strap and cube it, and, man, it is magnificent. Every time I've had Gatord, I, I really have enjoyed it. And it's cliche, but it's kind of a little bit more chewy, gamey chicken. Like, I haven't had fresh, fresh Gator, though, so maybe it's it, a little different. It has, it's just like eating, you know, It's a white meat, I mean, it's got, yeah, yeah it's kind of, the back straps are kind of pink. Okay. B- before you cook them. Hmm. And, and it's got, you know, I mean, it's got a, a fishy, you know, flavor to it. It's... Hmm. Gonna have to try some gator one day. Oh, it's so good. It's just the, I had to bring it up because these things freaking freak me out. That's crazy. Like man. It, it makes me not like my buddy invites me to go kayaking, yeah, like it, on the Coosa or something. Like, are the gators there? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I know it's like usually, yeah. You know, you can look at the stats, Joey. You're not gonna get touched by a gator. You're not gonna die. You I don't know I my dreams. I, I just said. I, I just covered last night. Stevie Ray Vaughan had a dream that he was at his own funeral the day before he died in the helicopter crash. So if I have dreams all through my childhood of being eaten by an alligator, I don't want to get near gator. You, I'll give you a movie. Y'all, y'all are big into movies and books and Crocodile and, Dundee. and um, you know music and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an old B movie mm. horror movie from back in my day. The name of it is Gator. Okay, and it's this alligator that's like as big as this freaking building. And I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure it came out sometime like after Jaws, but it's a knockoff on that. Yeah. But it's this giant, and they can't kill him and all that. You need to watch that, Joey. You won't sleep for weeks. Uh, you, you, there is more of a chance of me watching that one. No, and there's something about like, uh, you know, we could talk about it, but there are worse and better ways of dying so to speak and i think that's like one of the worst ways when you think about it like psychologically being Being chewed up being eaten (laughs) being eaten and then it's like okay let's just get really really dizzy (laughs) yeah there's that's not how i think that'd be one of the worst ways to go being eaten there's something like primordial like instinctual about it like don't get eaten by the gator yeah, I mean that goes back to I mm-hmm. mean the core of your brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, first man is like, 
<laughs> well, and, and by the way, this, I just thought of this. The, the Hoover Institution just did an interview with three gentlemen on evolution and how they, a few of them really bought Darwin's theory early on, and they still buy Darwin's theory. They kind of consider it like Isaac Newton got a lot of basic physics right, but it wasn't completely right. So Darwin's theory, they say, is really good at explaining... Like, we've had a conversation off air when you're breeding cattle, for instance, and you mm-hmm. get major dogs. Um, also, I mean, they even say that Darwin's theory could account for, like, different species, like, eventually over long enough periods of time, and they've been able to track some of those developments. But they've now kind of tested certain events in history using mathematical models like the Cambrian explosion, mm-hmm. saying... Um, this doesn't make any that sense. That makes sense. And and they're not saying, you know, one of them's, I think, like, a, he's not an atheist. He, David Berlinski, he's spoken against atheism, but he's also not, like, a true believer. He's kind of a deist type. And so I, I like, though, that the whole conversation, check it on the Hoover Institution, Peter Robinson, they really get into, okay, science takes you so far. And it can explain a lot of things, like an instinctual, like, primor, primal fear of being eaten. But it doesn't really explain the whole origin of everything yeah. and certain events in, in history of life. Uh, that we And to me, that's awesome. I've become this optimistic guy all of a yeah. sudden. And, that's and everybody else seems cynical. That's where any, any theory wow, of right. how we got here, whether you want to call it evolution or creation or intelligent design, they all have the gap of what's the beginning. You know, where did it start? Oh, yeah. How did it start? You know, what caused this? What caused the Cambridge explosion? You're right, you know, exactly. It's, it's something had to happen. We have no evidence of it, though. And that's why I, I fall where I do, because I at least have faith in one thing. God sure. did it, and I take it from there, and say, everything I believe you have that, have You say you have that faith. Uh, there's still the open question of, like, how did he do it? Where did Which is pretty cool to ask and the try to question, figure out. The question every child of mine has asked me, but where did God come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, 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 exactly. Some things you just can't answer. We'll be right back, folks. Joey Clark. this stupid song stuck in my head all day, so I'm going to torture the audience get it stuck in your head. You better be grateful, though, I'm not playing the actual, like, lyrical part of it. But it's from the Sheely's debut album. Good song. Whip it good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely got that early 80s sound to it, but I like that synthesizer. There's nothing wrong with Sheely. No, nothing at, at all. all. Nothing at all. Oh, she's great, man. <laughs> she's better than great. Sheila's fantastic. Yeah, some stories about her. She's I love Sheila. I was a young boy. 
Uh, but <laughs> from one amazing woman, Chile, to another, but this is a bit of a tragedy, and I don't mean to bring people down, but I saw this being shared all over the internet and had to talk about it. I'm not infinitely familiar with her, but I recognized her when I read into the article. Her name is Jessie Combs. Uh, yesterday, while attempting to beat her own land speed record, the 52,000 horsepower jet-powered car driven by Jesse Combs crashed in the Alford Desert in Oregon, it killing her. Mm. She was only 39 years old and held the title of fastest woman on four wheels after breaking 398 miles an hour in that same North American Eagle supersonic speed challenger in 2013. Do you remember Mythbusters? Everybody watched Mythbusters. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, the show, yeah. There was mm -hmm. the redhead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody got, remembers her. Yeah, everybody remembers her. We all remember her getting pregnant and wishing it was, you know. It's like, good for that guy. Hey, <laughs> good for y'all. the man. <laughs> well, then, the blonde chick that took her spot. Yeah. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, that's yeah. who that is. Oh, and she that. had Brilliant that voice, woman. and she was just, oh. And she was trying to beat her record, um beat that previous record at 300 and what was it 398 miles an hour uh, she managed to get to 483.227 miles per hour wow before mechanical problems ended the attempt man that's so sad a few days ago she tweeted a picture of her in the jet car as they prepared for this most recent speed record attempt and it's so sad it's so tragic you know I mentioned earlier ways to go ways to die um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that it's risky behavior I'm not an adrenaline junkie like that you know what um, you're getting into when you get in there right and there's you know, love. I mean not to blame her or anything but no. I mean you know that there's a chance well she and loved it when you yeah. make danger though your profession and you happen to die in the middle of doing what you love to do that's all that mm -hmm. matters uh, I think I mean you can't think of better ways to go but uh, yeah, at least I she mean, wasn't like doing her taxes or something and had right, a massive heart attack. Right, and you know I feel for family. I'm not trying to make light of this. I'm just saying that uh, in a way there's some meaning to this that she was doing what she loved to do uh, when she passed. And I mean, there's not much better uh, than in terms of ways to go. Really isn't. I, and I look at those folks who, you know, the one guy. What is it, Colin O'Brady, who traversed Antarctica. And he's climbed all the tallest peaks in the world and, like, all this crazy stuff. And he's sort of realizing now that he's in his mid to late 30s, he's like, okay, I'd, I better I, chill before I die. Well, he's like, I'm going to take this passion and crazy drive. Because he claims he's not really an adrenaline junkie. He's not just jumping out of planes, jump out of planes, bungee jumping. He's not just doing crazy stuff to do crazy stuff to get that rush. He more wanted to beat a record. He wanted to just go for it and see how far he could push his body once he got a taste of it. And so now he's going to try to take that passion and apply it to teaching people and how they can push themselves, whatever aspect of life. That's it's a smart. great thing. That's a great thing. And I love, like, I've thought about, I, I can speak fairly well. I can speak good, you know. You speak right. You talk all right. No, but every time I've... I've <laughs> you ain't got to try that hard. <laughs> hey, hey Joe, Joe, I love it when you do live shows. You got a pretty mouth. <laughs> Does Joey talk like that all the time? That's what people ask me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Does he talk like that all the time? I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, really? What? Why is, is it so strange? Dude, you're, you're a sex symbol. 
What? Yeah, man. That's not true. Everybody knows it. That's not true. That's, that, that's just that porn reading voice he was born uh-huh. with. Mm-hmm. Well, if I keep doing these deadlifts and squats, I will have the best backside in the business. Second, sec, sec, second, second. Yeah, well, I guess I'm not technically you know, in the he business. He didn't say so halves. You, right. He I'm, said not competing, I'm not competing with you, Southern Wood. Bibby Wood. Bibby Wood. <laughs> Bibby Wood Jr. Are you related to Bibby Simmons? I'm sure we are Did somewhere. you like chicken? We all got off the arc. Speaking of like how the public reacts, I wasn't the only one. When I watched the mayoral forum, the Montgomery mayoral forum a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I, uh, I swear when Bibby Simmons started talking, I'm like, that's Clay. <laughs> that is, uh, they must be related. He's got the same kind of hairline as you. Like he's kind of got the same look and face. We should put a poll up <laughs> and amazing. ask people if they think we're related or the same person. Have Y'all you need to. You need like to Elvis? prove you're different people. Like, I have take not a photo. dressed up like Elvis, but I can sing the bleep out of some Elvis. Okay, go. Mm-hmm. No, not 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 acapella. I don't believe mm-hmm. it. Really? Yeah. Do you it. can only do the karaoke version. Yeah, I, I need some music. If you sing Elvis at karaoke, what do you choose? Uh I like Old Kentucky Rain. Ooh. Oh, okay. When did you meet her? No, it's not a her. Was a him? You, Seth, you. <laughs> oh, whoa! Wow! Wow! Okay. But this uh, Jesse Combs woman—it's not just that she liked to go fast. She really was. That's why she was on MythBusters. A skilled builder, fabricator. Yeah. Um, she represented the American Welding Society, even designing a line of women's welding gear. And this is the thing, and I love. It goes back to the what we were talking about before, blaming society for all our problems. And there are two ways, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, to talk about the empowerment of women. There's one way saying, look at what Jesse Combs did. Look at what that amazing person did, that amazing woman did. And celebrate it, because it's amazing. And then there's the, why aren't there more women doing this? I'm like, because it takes a huge pair. Yeah. Of ovaries. Well, no, on, on any XYZ profession, why aren't there more women doing this? Like, how dare an NFL player today, I'll have to pull up the story, I can't remember her name, she's on the women's soccer team. Oh, you're talking about trying to get your kick field goal? Right. Well, she was kicking with the Philadelphia Eagles, and she was hitting field goals from 55 yards out. Yeah. I mean, pretty impressed. She's got a hell of a, a foot on her. She can really boot the ball. But uh, one of the players I brought up... Yeah, but what if the kick gets blocked? Or what if you're doing a kickoff and you're now a defender on the yeah. kickoff? It's the price you got to mm-hmm. pay. And it's it, some reason it makes people uncomfortable to go, yeah, men in the NFL, I'm not talking about the average man, because the average man can be beaten by above-average women in terms of strength. It is quite possible. Mm-hmm. Don't watch a CrossFit Games and the women in that. But I'm talking about above-average, top-of-the-world athletes in the NFL who are men. And you have an incredible athlete in her own right, this woman. Yeah. There's not a comparison. No. If, if, if you put men and, women on, men and women on the same level, there's never physically... Right. Notice I didn't say mentally, but physically, there's never going to be... I mean, it's not even close. Right. I have a question. Are kickers... In general, male kickers are they 
I mean, they're not the hugest dudes in the world, are they? In general, well, they're in not. In general, they're not. But it, there has been a trend I've noticed in the last decade or so, would you say, where the kickers are training and getting bigger and working out just as much as the other guys. They're not going to be as big. Yeah. Like, but, like, but, Joey could be an NFL kicker. Right. You know, that, that body that build, frame. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm about six foot. I was 160 at my skinniest, 165. I'm now more like 185. Yeah. And I, if I lost 10 pounds, I'd be like super. And that's overweight. probably typical kicker right. in the NFL. That's about right. But every once in a while, you'll have a big old boy out there. Like, you remember Roby that played for the Miami Dolphins? Y'all probably don't remember him. He's a little before your time. Mm-mm. He was a black kicker. And he kicked, his foot never came off the ground. He kicked flat-footed. Oh, he just wow. stood there and caught it, and he he could kick it the length of the football field. <laughs> and that joker was like 6'8", 235. No, and, and let me be clear. If the this female kicker, the soccer player, actually is serious about being a kicker in the NFL, and a team wants to hire her, Fine, go for it. It happens a lot. I go mean, for it. And even with, it's a boys club. Uh, it's a guys club. Sure. But if you want to do it and put yourself in that environment, go for it. But, I mean, she needs to think about, and she probably is, it's what her agent said. It's like we don't want her to get hurt before, like, the 2020 soccer, you know, season. Yeah. She's That's her sport. And it's the same thing you would bring up with, like, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, you know, those multi-sport athletes. I'm sure somebody like LeBron James could probably have played in the NFL if football had been a sport. But, you know, I think specializing, there's something to that. But it's, I don't know. It's something I mentioned before the break. It's something happening to me. I don't know if y'all have noticed. I've really started to think, like, what do I want to do with this show, with my life going forward? A big milestone was my brother's wedding in June. And as I've got the move done after that, I'm sitting here thinking, what do I want to do with this world? Of course, 2020, the presidential election's coming up. We'll be covering that. All sorts of things to cover and topics to cover. But I was trying to get a little more, like, what's the general theme? And I realized how how cynical I can be. And I'm still very cynical when it comes to political power, because I know what political power is. I know what the government is. But when I look at society at large, the trends of the world at large, especially with a large enough and long enough time frame and perspective, I started to realize life is really good. And yet, when I look at the news, and it has nothing to do with like the, the real nasty aspects of life, but I look at the news, almost everything is negative. Everybody's a freaking critic. Yeah. Back in the day, it used to be a newspaper. You would read something that happened. Now, it's a movie. It's a never-ending movie that just keeps going on and on. But, like, for instance, Peloton. (laughs) Why are we talking about this, yes, high-end exercise equipment slash program in this negative way of, like, well, poor people need workout equipment. Why is it? What's Peloton doing for them? Because that's, I mean, that's the narrative they've decided to run with is capitalism is bad. Yeah. You know, Big companies making lots of money is bad. They're making it off you, and it's 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 you know feeding into this victim mentality, mentality. Yeah, mentality. You, what, I just I just made up a word. Mentology. I like chicken. I couldn't say bachelorette last night. I like chicken. So. I and you tried a bunch. Yeah. So you know what happened. We're gonna keep downtown open twenty four hours. Let them boys ride. Yeah. But it's it feeds into that mentality of. Oh, it's not my fault that I'm fat. Mm-hmm. It's because they charge too much for their bicycles. Well, and it's also you know, like stupid. You're not going to complain your way into being fit. 
into right. getting skinnier and losing weight. You're not going to complain your way into empowering women. You're not going to complain your way into having in uplifting the differences and inequities between different races in the country. And That's not how it's going to work. That mentality is the cause of a lot of problems. The being yes. fat is the symptom mm-hmm. of why well, I can't do this. You know, and, and there's always a reason that you can't. See, my grandpa. I can't afford to buy fresh fruit. Well, yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. If that's all you eat, you can. What, what I, about your grandfather? My grandfather was old school. He would have smacked me in the mouth if I would have anybody ever said the word can't. Right. Because mm. can't is not a word in his house. Because you can do anything. You just don't want to. That's that's my rule at that. You know, it really is. And something simple like that, it's a mindset. I tell people, I'm like, it's mind over matter. I don't care what you think. You Pe- know? People have asked me, because I'm, I'm pretty good at my trade. And people ask me, I'll do something where you have to kind of just, like, figure out. I mean, there is no textbook, and, and you, you make a tool or do something, and you accomplish a task. And they're like, how in the world did you learn to do that? I was like, that's the first time I ever did it. You no, are come R&D. on. And I'm like, they're like, well, how, I mean, how did you learn that? And I said, because I'm too stupid to quit. That's why. Hmm. Because if you ain't got a brain, you ain't going to beat me. You know, I'm going to stay at it. I'm going to stick right. to it. And eventually you'll and, get it. And yes. And sometimes you got to walk away. And you'll learn one thing from this that will help you in the next time you run into a big problem. You're like, oh, I remember doing this over here. And I'm going to do. And so it, and it compounds on it. Instead of quitting over here, as I get on to the people I'm training is when they, they call me and they just have given up. Mm-hmm. Now, if, they, if they've tried, right. th- that's saying I can't when you just give up, when you walk up and right. it's like, well, I didn't learn this in the textbook, so I have no clue. I can't do it. Did you try? No, right. I didn't. Well, that's, I can't. Right. Failing, though, after about, maximum effort is not the same I've thing. Done, that's right. I've done this, 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 and I'm at my wits end. I can't figure it out. Right. Help you, me. You, you didn't quit. You didn't can't on that one. You just failed. Well, now, you're looking for a new, and you're looking uh, for a road to success. And the best part that. about getting old is that you learn that nothing can really stop you. Yeah. If you keep at it, no matter what well, it is. There is, I mean, I've been telling, I told you off air, I've been watching this, I, I never watch this stuff, but anime, uh, oh, yeah. Attack on Titan, and it's a brilliant Japanese, essentially, exposition on the futility sometimes. Sometimes you do everything you can and you lose, and you die. Right. I mean, it takes the Japanese to remind us of that. Like, we tried our damnedest to beat the Americans. We lost. And a lot of their art expresses this sort of futility and loss and the tragedy of it. But it's better to just try and to face that. It's not like, oh, if you try really hard, you're going to be invincible. Of course things can bring you down. But it's... How did it happen, though, that cynical, depressed, melancholic at times misanthropic Joey has become the optimist in the frickin' room. Eeyore's getting a smile. I don't understand. What happened? Because it's like everything is bad now. And I guess I'm being negative tonight in the sense that I'm being negative about negativity. But it's Mm -hmm. like every aspect of our news in particular is some negative story. Yeah. Especially when it comes to national politics. Ratings, man. But even locally. Like, I don't agree with everything Stephen Reed, for instance, wants to do. But people just kind of throw up their hands and go, oh, it's going to hell. Oh, yeah. I and mean, I'm like, well, where did this come from? Collectively lost their minds after last night. And, I mean, most likely, Reed is going to be 
It'll you know, probably be the next mayor, the but mayor? it's going to be a competitive race. I don't think everybody who voted for somebody other than David Woods is going to immediately jump to Stephen Reed. I think both yeah. candidates, Stephen Reed and David Woods, in this runoff have a lot of work ahead of them. Sure. Reed has the advantage. And if Stephen Reed becomes mayor, I'm going to hope for the best. And I feel like a lot of work can make a winner. Uh, if one of those people work harder than the other one, and I think that could change everything. And it's almost like we've learned that the best way to get something done, in particular with politics, is talk something down. Uh-huh. Point out somebody's a sinner. Not that somebody failed or sinned, that somebody missed the mark or didn't take the correct aim. They messed but up. we still love that person. No, you have no. to personalize it. No, no. Oh, yeah. You're just a sinner, and you'll always be a sinner, and there's right. no redemption for you. And that's why, screw them and give me power. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought the other day. If Donald Trump according to some people on the left, is such a unique threat to our democracy that dies in darkness. If he's such a dark, unique threat in American history to our system and way of life, then why in the hell is your response to this unique, dark threat the same old crap you've been trying to do for a hundred years? How's that an actual legitimate response? I don't hear any grown-ups in the room. I hear a bunch of people on the left trying to push what they've been trying to push for decades. Yeah. Not actually addressing Donald Trump. I actually think the person who does address Donald Trump and addresses the needs of the nation, the real problems, at least presents solutions in a realistic way, probably has a chance of winning. But I don't see that right now. Mm-mm. I see a bunch of wild-eyed Democratic socialists and an old sleepy man trying to take on Denicha. Yeah. And, and all they're saying is, we're going to give you everything. Yeah. We're going to remove any even sense of personal responsibility from your life. And orange man bad. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Can I bring it full circle? Real we quick. started with Paladon real quick. Friday, the chocolate glazed donut is back at Krispy Kreme, brother. I like it, I'm brother, getting brother. fat and the diabetes. Oh, all right. <laughs> the sugar. I like that. Maybe more one person coming up here one. <laughs> Those things are awesome if you had to add one. <laughs> I love you, Jack. Thank y'all for joining me. Thank y'all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Joey Clark.